Welcome to Studio Tulsa. I'm Rich Fisher. Today we hear about the continuing effort of the Oklahoma Historical Society to open their OK Pop Museum on North Main in Tulsa, just across the street from the historic Canes Ballroom. On the building and the exterior of this 58,000 square foot facility have been completed for some time. But due to construction overruns, ranging from the pandemic to supply chain issues and increased costs for building materials, an additional $30 million is needed to finish the interior and exhibit space. The Historical Society was rebuffed last legislative session for funding, and while they're again asking for funding again this session, the organizers are also looking at other sources through the OK Pop Foundation, the fundraising arm of the museum. The person now chosen to head up that organization is working to raise that money as a person with deep experience in Tulsa's cultural community. Abby Curran was, is the new managing director, who previously, for nine years, served as the inaugural executive director of the Tulsa Office of Film, Music, Arts, and Culture for the Tulsa Regional Chamber. During her time, she launched the Tulsa Creativity Database, worked with over 130 film projects in the Tulsa area, ran the Musician Recovery Program, played Tulsa Music, and much more. Her new project, to raise the money to complete this museum in the Tulsa Arts District. Abby Curran, uh, welcome back to Studio Tulsa, and congratulations on the new position uh, as the Managing Director of the OK Pop Foundation. Thank you, Rich. Excited to be here. Well, it's kind of an exciting time and a little bit of trepidation, I would think, because you're at this interesting time. You know, the building is built, but the insides are not finished and been a long slog to get the funding to finish OK Pop. But first of all, I think people ought to know a little bit about the foundation. As a state-owned entity, OK Pop can't actually solicit donations. So I assume that's where the foundation comes in. Tell me a little about the the role of the foundation. You are exactly correct, Rich. Uh, So the foundation launched in 2019, so it's fairly a, it's still a new organization. We're a 501c3, and really the function of the foundation is to support the operation and mission of OK Pop, the museum, which is an Oklahoma Historical Society museum. That's their governing agency. So, yeah, to paint that picture a bit more... The Oklahoma Historical Society, they have about, I want to say, 26 to 28 museums around Oklahoma. And a lot of those museums have a 501c3 foundation partner. And so that is what the OK Pop Foundation is, is to support the OK yeah. Pop Museum. And I assume in the short term, it's about raising the $30 million or so needed to complete the exhibit space and, and get the doors open to the public. I guess in the longer term, it's provide ongoing support. Correct. So, you know, in 2015, when when the legislature passed the $25 million bond to build OK Pop, the original ask was $42 million. And they approved 25 and, you know, that was, what, 2015, and groundbreaking was October of 2019, And then the pandemic hit. Construction continued. The building, because of a bond, they had to use that funding and build the building. And uh, construction finished in 2021. And so, you know, the timing hasn't been 
ideal by any means. I feel like, you know, Jeff Moore, the executive director of OK Pop, the museum, uh, he should get an award in patience. <laughs> um, but that is the role of the OK Pop Foundation is, yes, to to fundraise um, via a campaign. You know, we are overseeing benefits, uh, membership, founding membership levels, naming opportunities, and our goal is $30 million to complete OK Pop and get the doors open to the public. And of course, uh, during that time, all of a sudden, a legislature that was, you know, at least somewhat eager to fund this has switched out. And now, as of last fall, on the surface, things look pretty bleak because the legislature emphatically turned down the funding needed to complete the, the, the museum. How are things looking to get today? Are they looking better? You know, I like to think that uh, every day is a new day and I'm overly positive, Rich. So let me preface that. Uh, I will say we work closely with the Oklahoma Historical Society leadership. As I'm sure you've seen, they've they've released what their ask is going to be uh, during session this year. Mm -hmm. And they are requesting $20 million for completing OK Pop. We look forward to working with them to educate and continue advocating for the support um, of state dollars for OK Pop. But our end game as the foundation is we know we need $30 million to complete this. So that is our goal. And um, if, if the state can come in, we will be thrilled and extremely grateful. But um, in the meantime, our focus is $30 million. I know you've been inviting legislators to, legislators to see the facility and envision the impact of the museum. Do you think uh, the historical society's made inroads with some of those legislators? Absolutely. There are some really key relationships that continue there. And, you know, of course, then we have a foundation board that also has great relationships. But I think there is that education component where, you know, if you really explain the timeline and the scenario, it really does all make sense. And there isn't one way to do this. There really, this is unique. And this is the opportunity to showcase how we as a collective state can get this done together. So it's interesting because in many ways, this parallels what happened in Oklahoma City with the Native American Museum. And I'm wondering how much the cost overruns on that particular facility has made legislators leery of appropriating the money that would complete this facility. As you well know, that facility sat as a shell for, gosh, I don't know, maybe years. Mm -hmm. And of course, you don't want that to happen with OK Pop. Gosh, no. But, you know, with, with the First Americans Museum, that was state, private funding, as well as then the city of Oklahoma City also yeah. provided funding. And so for us, that's a great example, even though it's the timeline, again, is an ideal, at least it's still a great example of everyone coming together and completing the project. And, you know, I was reading online that they had hosted upwards of 130,000 people, visitors in their first year. And those are the kind of numbers that keeps us on our goal and our mission to move forward and get this open. Do you think the success of the museum once it's open might open some doors at the legislature? Absolutely, yes. I do agree with that. And, you know, with the state of Oklahoma in general, you know, the third largest industry is tourism. And OK Pop stands to be a big 
piece of that puzzle. And we feel like OK Pop will have a global reach with all of the people that will be represented within the walls and the exhibits. And so it's it's exciting. And we've I mean, we're just so eager to get it open and know that our goal is the end of 2024. And that's our focus. No, and that is not that far away. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) As, As you've been inviting legislators to see the facility, what are you pointing out to them? I mean, uh, I know that the tour bus is in place, so they get a, a s- small sense, but, you know, the idea is a, a really state-of-the-art facility. You'll have a, an event space that will have 360-degree uh, video views, so it'll be almost immersive in that way. Large spaces for music, for books, for uh, comics, for just about every form of popular cultural expression in the state. Once they come and visit the facility, do they get a better sense? Can they sort of see the picture of how this will be a boon not only for the community, but for maybe much larger for the community? Well, shoot, Rich, you should do VIP tours. <laughs> that was great. Um, yes, that's the thing is that the team for OK Pop Museum specifically, who are state employees, and, you know, Jeff more the executive director has such an incredible vision. And for us at the foundation, you know, this is really going to be, it has the potential to be the top interactive and immersive experiential museum in the country. This could be the example moving forward of how people really interact with history. And this isn't just artifacts behind glass. This is to get people of all ages really tactile experiences on all three levels. You know, I don't know if people know this, but the building itself is 58,000 square feet of space. And so their their vision will be incredibly immersive. And like you said, there's going to be areas for great rental spaces. You know, they'll, they'll be rotating exhibit spaces, you know, stellar merch area, the list goes on and on of all of all of the great activations within the museum. And really with that, you know, like we said, our, our mission is clear to help support the funding and getting getting it open. But the direction of it is just like my example with all of my previous jobs, you just got to get people to Oklahoma and they're blown away by what's here. And that's how we feel about OK Pop is once you get them in the doors even though it's technically empty right now, um, <laughs> the vision really can come to life. And, you know, really everyone on that team, I've done multiple tours with Jeff Moore. I've also taken tours with some of the storytelling staff. They do an incredible job of painting the picture of what this is going to be, and people are blown away. My guest today is Abby Curran. She is the newly named Managing Director of the OK Pop Foundation, which has been charged with raising $30 million to complete the museum with the exhibit space for the new facility on North Main and get that open by the deadline of the end of 2024. And she's our guest today on Studio Tulsa. Well, you bring a lot to the table into this role because you have extensive experience in in the management side of the arts field, uh, whether it's music, it's uh, film or television, or and of course these are all components of what OK Pop is going to be about. What sort of special skill sets do you bring 
as the chief fundraiser for this museum. You know, my passion has always been the film and music industry, specifically within Oklahoma. You know, there's so much history here, but really my my main focus has been current day working with musicians and filmmakers and, you know, whether it be working for the State Film and Music Office or the Tulsa Film and Music Office, it's about promoting what's been going on here in Oklahoma. And so for me, it was the perfect tie and direct link to then moving that forward and working with the OK Pop team and really launching, even though the foundation's been in existence since 2019, I also still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a startup phase, right? Yeah. Um and so it's it's been an incredible link. And some people also don't know this. I've known Jeff Moore, the executive director, since early in my career. When I was at the State Film and Music Office, I attended the Another Hot Oklahoma Night Rock and Roll exhibit at the Oklahoma yeah. History Center. And, you know, ever since then, I've been a huge fan of the project and supportive. So full that, circle. That's really kind of one of the, the, those first two rock and roll exhibits at the Oklahoma History Center was sort of the impetus for the museum. You know, when Bob Blackburn, I was around when Bob Blackburn first proposed this, and he really saw it as a a boon for getting big conventions to Tulsa. That sort of equation has completely changed in a post-pandemic world. I mean, convention businesses, I guess they still happen, but it's not the same thing it was before the pandemic. Is that still an important function of OK Pop, or is that just sort of gravy and and really you're looking at just overall tourism to the state. Really, I think it's overall tourism to the state. I think that component is a great addition to what's going on, but it's not the main focus by any means. Um, There's so many people within Tulsa and really Oklahoma that's working on those conventions and trying to recruit new, new business to town. And, you know, the idea is that OK Pop is an additional either venue space or activity for visitors. Um, this is a great chance for people to be immersed in what Oklahoma has to offer. How much of that corporate uh, that corporate usage of, of OK Pop is important for the museum itself as far as the financial stability? Because, you know, when you go to a big city, you might want to go to the premier museum and... <laughs> And the part of the museum you want to go to is closed for a private event. Do you anticipate that that's going to be an issue with OK Pop? Oh, Rich, you've painted a picture that I hope happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good problem to have at this point. Yeah. Uh, Ask me in uh, two years, and I bet you I'll tell you that it's a fabulous problem to have. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, well, let's talk about the 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 fun, immediate fundraising need, which is 30 million. You're busy trying to raise that. Hopefully the state contributes. Hopefully the city of Tulsa. I mean, I, I assume there's multiple level discussions on how to raise that 30 million dollars. Do you anticipate it coming worst case completely from the private sector or are you thinking there're going to be other sort of sources to get the project finished. Yeah, so we are still in a development phase of the campaign. You know, uh, they w- had been planning for a private fundraising campaign prior to the pandemic. So a lot of that content is definitely dated. And so I just started December 5th and I spent the great part about starting a new job during the holidays is <laughs> it's very quiet. I, I 100% <laughs> recommend it. And 
So really for me, it was about reading and really diving in deep into past documents and really assessing where it's been and where it could go. And the board has been extremely supportive of that process, as well as providing a ton of information. Uh, they're almost archivists in their own right, right? So really, for right now, we're still in that development phase, identifying founding membership levels, founding donor levels, the benefits that come with that, and then finalizing that campaign really deck, if you will, putting it together to visually show show what can be done with, with funding. We have some exciting announcements coming in the next couple of months in terms of campaign cabinets and honorary chairs, and the list goes on and on. So we hope to generate a lot of great momentum moving forward in support of OK Pop, but it's identifying donors, individual donors, and uh, corporations, as well as foundations for these charitable gifts in that $30 million ask. So let me ask you, since you mentioned you did this deep dive into the history of the project, what did you learn that you might be able to convince a, a funder that this is, you know, given all the demands on funders in our community, that this is a worthy gift? You know, what's beautiful about OK Pop is the tie between not just tourism and then the economic impact that this museum will have on our economy. In 2019, the Tulsa Regional Chamber did an economic impact study that said that OK Pop would have an added value of about $36.5 million to the economy. And those are the types of things that are, those are tangible numbers that we can share. But then on top of that, this is really, I mean, 100% focused on education and programming. And it can support you know, the future, film, music, books, poetry, the list goes on and on. Anything associated with popular culture and the creative industries, you know, education is a key driving force of what OK Pop can be. So I feel like there's a point for all, all of the above that I would think would reach all potential donors. Now, one of the things you did uh, in the film and uh, music office was serve as an incubator in a lot of ways. Is this something, a role you expect to maybe, at, once you, the doors are open, that the foundation can help with, with OK Pop? That's the beauty of OK Pop, right, is it's a statewide organization. The, our OK Pop Foundation is a statewide 501c3, and so I feel like the impact can be so much larger. So it's, it's, it's exciting to think about the future, but... I I've got a main focus, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you go to the website, you can you get a, an idea of what the the building looks like, the the floor plan, and of course, there's a few little tantalizing looks at you know what's envisioned in the facility. How far along on as at least the design for the exhibit areas? Or I know one of the things you're hoping to roll out with this campaign is giving people a real sense of what this museum is going to look like when the doors open. Yes, extremely So where important. are we in that? The, the staff at OK Pop on, uh, on the state side 
is incredible. So, you know, of course, being led by Jeff Moore, but then, you know, Ryan Allen is their uh, creative director. Mm -hmm. He's got a whole team on storytelling as well as then the the archivist and, and her team. I mean, they're currently cataloging upwards of 30,000 artifacts, mm -hmm. uh, various collections. You know, this year, hopefully everyone will be able to realize the amount of work that they are doing behind the scenes and announcements of collections that they've acquired hopefully start to roll out very soon too. But, um, you know, I see their, their team hard at work every day and they're in those final stages of design build out and they're working with an international firm as well. Um, and so it's, I'm eager for people to get to understand the amount of work that's gone into the thoughtfulness of building out OK Pop from the inside. It will be a game changer. Well, now, as a marketer yourself, how do you envision OK Pop thriving in what is now an increasingly robust pop culture museum environment in the arts district? I mean, there's words that there may be even more, more things happening in the arts district in the coming months. So, so how do you envision, you know, when this was envisioned, this was perhaps the first game in town, and now there are a lot of games. <laughs> how incredible is it that there is, you know, the epicenter, I mean, literally the center of the universe <laughs> in the Arts District and Tulsa in general, but to be in walking distance to so many of those incredible popular culture So this culture becomes just a big synergistic sort of amalgam. Exactly. Of, right. You know, I had, oh, I have a great relationship and got to sit down for coffee with Steve Higgins last week. And, you know, he spearheads. Uh, American Song Archives. Yes. So. so overseeing Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center, you know, in the future, there's so much potential for cross collaboration and, you know, there's even even just for OK Pop to partner with people in the future of just trying, if you purchase a ticket to X, Y, and Z, can that also give you admission, you know, 50% off of admissions to OK Pop? Like, mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, brainstorming here. But there's just so much opportunity for cross-collaboration within our community, and it's exciting. So I feel like, yet again, once people come to downtown Tulsa and see the walkability of all these attractions, everyone's going to want to check it out. So so put your marketing hat on for just a moment. I mean, you you have some effort to revitalize Route 66. You have things like the Outsider House, which, while not in the area, is fairly close. Does this sort of create this marketing dynamo to really encourage people as they're heading across the country to spend a couple of days in Tulsa before they, you know, go whichever direction they're going because, you know, with the interstate and everything. Yes. Like you said, Route 66, uh, the church studio. With yes, I Teresa forgot the church studio. With what Teresa Knox is doing, you know, and then just down the street we have, you know, the top arena in the country. I mean, of course, we didn't even mention directly across the street from OK Pop, you have the historic Canes Ballroom. There's so much to see and do here in Tulsa in general. Um, and there's such global appeal as well. But, you know, in general, Oklahoma has a perception issue. And so I feel like all of these entities together, there's already great dialogue and great conversation and great partnership. 
But from a marketing standpoint, I think that we really can move the needle moving forward, uh, working together on on those campaigns. And, you know, it's instead of fighting each other uh, in terms of like digital ad space, how can we collectively work together to to promote what we've got going on in Tulsa and making sure that everyone gets to see all of these great attractions when they come to Tulsa? That's all food for thought down the road, and it's exciting. My guest today is Abby Curran. She is the recently named Managing Director of the OK Pop Foundation as the the foundation works to complete the funding for the exhibit space for the new facility on North Main and hopefully for a end of 2024 opening. And she's our guest today on Studio Tulsa. Well, I imagine at this point, if you're actually in the capital campaign at this point, it's in the quiet phase. You're raising foundational gifts, if you will. Uh, at what point are you going to be asking the public? Uh, do you, you have a target date uh, when when they'll be asked? You'll be asking the general public for these sort of opening gifts that will help the facility open. We certainly have a timeline, but. Like I've said, there is nothing that is uh, normal about this <laughs> <laughs> project, if you will. Um, that's our quiet phases are quiet for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. So it's ever evolving and ever moving. But yes, we are hopeful that once we hit, you know, that sweet spot of about fifty to sixty percent, people will then have the option for those founding membership levels available on the website and. We're just thrilled and eager to get to that phase, and I, I can't wait till we get to that phase. As you talk to the philanthropic community in Tulsa, is it a high priority, medium priority? Where do you think it fits at this particular point that's in a, general? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's not just Tulsa. That's the best part. Well, is this is true. There's there's already so many conversations happening in Oklahoma City, and really it's navigating those asks across the state and even nationwide, and really all of those asks have different components with them. So it's it's definitely a project that I've, it's unlike any other I've been attached to, and it's, it's, a, new, it's a new conversation and idea every day, and I can't tell you how grateful I am to be a part of it. Just a quick question, how do you transcend the parochial interests of the two communities because as you well know there's a big rivalry and something that happened in Oklahoma City if you're in Tulsa you don't care about and vice versa how do you, how do you transcend that I'm not always the best person to ask for this because I spent my early career in Oklahoma City I love the community you don't you don't get it <laughs> I I really don't but you know I'm from Tulsa and I've I've now been back for almost 10 years crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I can understand the rivalry for sure, but I'm not sure if people really understand just the efforts that are going in to bridge that gap and, you know, the work of both of our our mayors along with partners. You know, there's just so many great statewide organizations. And so for us, it's about making sure that everyone knows what's going on with OK Pop and, being aware of the opportunities and coming together to make it a reality. So when that public phase happens, how do people get information about uh, doing that, making a donation? I I recommend visiting okpop.org. You can learn more about the project, see updates. It's constantly being updated. 
Um, and I, we appreciate any support. Abby, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Rich. Abby Curran is the recently named Managing Director of the OK Pop Foundation. OK Pop is working to complete its exhibit space by raising $30 million for their new facility on North Main Street. You can learn more at okpop.org. Well, that's Studio Tulsa for today. Our program is produced and edited by Scott Gregory. The views of our guests and commentators are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of KWGS or its licensee, the University of Tulsa. I'm Rich Fisher. Thanks for listening.